Hello, hello, and welcome to the Toon Network Transfer Link series. It's midfielders this time. I'm Adam from the Toon Network. Thanks for tuning in. What we're going to do is go through some transfer targets of midfielders, um, both basically all central midfielders, so from defensive to central to attacking midfield as well. Um, it's summer. The rumour mill is in full swing. Why is it a mill? It's like a whisper factory, gossip barn. I don't know. It's always a rumour mill. Rumour mill. Whatever the rumour mill is and whoever works there, it's in full, it's full steam ahead. Um, looking at our midfield, I think we are lacking a bit. I think um, if we take defensive midfielder, look, we, we haven't fully replaced Teoti yet. And I know Czech Teoti, it's been a few years since he was at his best. But in terms of that kind of dedicated breaker up of play, um, he would run around intercepting, tackling, an out and out defensive midfielder. Now, we've got Isaac Hayden who's come in, um, but I kind of see, I, I know he's kind of play, he plays in a defensive role, but I kind of see Isaac Hayden as more of a box to box. If you've noticed the, the, the way he, he comes forward, um, late runs into the box, looking for the ball, looking to get on the end of things, late arriver on attacks. I wouldn't say Hayden, as, as accomplished as he has been in the Championship this season, I've been a big fan of his. Probably young player of the season for me, for, for the club. I'm, I'm not convinced he's the right kind of player that fully replaces that, basically that that that, that Kante role, um, that Teoti role, um, Wanyama, a few of the players that I would see as kind of a breaker up of play, a, a Chan, you know. So, I'd say that we need a proper defensive midfielder. I'd say that um, maybe in centre midfield as well. We've, we've got Shelby, but if Shelby's injured, I think we rely too much on Shelby. And what we need is somebody who's going to be battling for Shelby for that other centre midfield spot. Um, Someone who is a kind of playmaker, we won't get somebody in the same mould as Shelby, given his passing range. There's very few people who can actually do that anyway. But I think what we would require is um, another option. Um, it would keep Shelby on his toes, it would keep his performances high. Um, and just give us another option, I think, against different kinds of teams. Now, I think attacking midfield-wise, where... We're, we're struggling this season. I know Perez picked up in the second half of the season playing in that number 10 role. But what I'd like to see Rafa bring in this summer is a dedicated number 10, a proper number 10 who could pull the strings for us, who could create chances, score a few as well, maybe a set play specialist. Um, we've got a couple already, but I think just that kind of package, that kind of player. Looking at the other midfielders in the squad, I think Jack Colback, as much as he's been a reasonable squad player in the championship I'd, I'd like to I'd like to think that he wouldn't be getting too many games in the Premier League um, it's kind of loud I'm sure but I just think quality wise he's not there I think we'll probably keep 
Cole back um, as kind of a squad player anyway. I think he'd be happy to be here given he's a, he's a local boys a fan. But I don't think he should be threatening first 11, potentially not even threatening the bench most of the time anyway. Um, it sounds harsh, but I, I think we need a reality check that we're coming into the Premier League and that we're going to be coming up against a lot of very good midfields. Midfields that control the play and it, it, you know, a lot of games are won in that middle third and I think Shelby has the ability to perform well there. I think Hayden will only get better but I think beyond, beyond those we're, we're, we're kind of, there's not a lot of squad depth there. You've got, you've got Diarmi who's come in who really should have taken the championship by storm I think. He, he, he stuttered a lot when he first arrived and he couldn't, I mean between him and Perez they couldn't pin down a starting position in that number 10 role. Now in fairness to both of them, neither of them are natural number 10s, neither of them are, yet we played with one so that leads me to suggest that Rafa was probably getting by with those two playing behind a central striker however his main intention would be to buy a dedicated number 10 a, a proper playmaker proper one um, that or further forward anyway I, I believe Shelby is a playmaker but he's a deep lying playmaker but I think I mean it, it's a weird one with Diarmi because he came from Hull having been a big part of the reason they got up and yes, he scored a few important goals for, this, for us this season, no problem. But I think his overall performances were very inconsistent. As with Perez as well, I think, again, Perez did well the second half of the season, but he still had largely inconsistent games where, I mean, even I think even games where he might have scored a couple, he didn't run for the most of that game anyway. It was, he, was, he was very hit and miss. So, But let's... Let's start at defensive midfield anyway. So first on the list is Hull's Sam Klukas. So Klukas playing a relegated side, granted, um, but he is available. Um, but I've got him as a one-star probability rating, if you could see on the card here. So it's a three-star system, so one-star would be less likely to sign for Newcastle, in my opinion. It's completely non-scientific, don't worry. Um, and three-star would be um, quite highly likely to sign, um, given factors and circumstances. Um, so for this first card, if you see, um, and thanks to Johnny Monkhouse, my mate, who's done the graphics for these. They look fantastic. Um, hopefully benefit you, uh, you guys watching on YouTube. Not so much iTunes and SoundCloud if you're listening to this podcast, but I will describe them as much as possible, as in detail as possible. So, Sam Klugas of Hull. They've been relegated. He's, he's 26, so he's, 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 he's not necessarily young. Um, he hasn't had much Premier League experience. I mean, he's, had a, he's received a few plaudits. I think he's been, again... He's been quite inconsistent. Some games he's been excellent, some games not so much. He's got a who scored rating of 6.67 for the season, which I think is, to be honest, about probably about as good as you're going to get for a relegated side. Um, he's got a market value of 2.13 million there. He's got two years left on his current deal, but he's probably going to be looking for a, a, a move to a, to a Premier League club. Now, 
the reason I've given him a one star probability of signing for Newcastle there is I think we've got better targets than Sam Klukas, in all honesty. I know he's been linked, but I think I basically see him as a slightly better version of Jack Colback, and that's not just to the fact that he's got ginger hair and plays centre midfield. But I don't see him as better than Hayden, for example, who's a lot less established than a 26-year-old. I think Hayden's got a lot more talent and potential. I'm not sure Klukas would be a massive upgrade on what we already have. I think we need to be setting targets higher, and I think we will. I think he's there if we want him, but I can see him going to... Um, I can still see him getting a move to a Premier League club, um, but maybe... Maybe not to us. Next up, and like I was talking about before, as a, a kind of a, a truly a pure defensive midfielder, William Carvalho uh, from Sporting Lisbon. He's a Portuguese international. Um, I mean, he's been highly touted for a number of years now. From I mean, he's been linked with Arsenal for years. He was he's had ties to, to Man City as well. He's had a really good season for Lisbon. Um, he's got a market value of 23.8 million. That's that's quite considerable. That and he's got a three-year left on his contract as well. So if we were to sign him, it would be expensive. Uh, let's make no bones about that. But I think at, at 25, he's still a really good age. He's, he's, he's got a lot of experience in Champions League as well. Portuguese international. I think he'd be excellent. I think he'd be abs I think I think William Carvalho is probably in terms of fulfilling that defensive midfielder role, he's probably the pinnacle of who we've been linked to, you know, rumoured to, to be linked with signing so far this summer. There might be after I've posted these videos, there might be loads more that come out of the woodwork as the summer progresses. But as it stands, he's had a really good season. He's got 7.01 on who scored this season. He's rumoured to have had a release clause of about £39 million. Now, that could potentially be a huge chunk of our summer transfer budget. No question. Massive chunk. However, defensive midfielder, particularly in the Premier League, somebody who's competent, who could be relied upon, who will run endlessly, energetic. William Carvalho is an all-rounder. You know, interceptions, clearances, blocks, tackles. He's got a lot. So I think it would show, it would be a signal of intent from Rafa Benitez if he was to seriously go for Carvalho, especially with that release clause. Like, look, we might be able to get him without paying as, as high a fee as that if, if, there's, if Lisbon get the sense that interested clubs aren't gonna, are willing to pay for him but not willing to pay about £40 million for him, then we might be able to get him closer to his market value if they want to sell on, if they want to, to, to recoup some money for him. We, we might be able to get him for between 25, 30. It's still a significant chunk, but it's essential. I mean, look at look at N'Golo Kante. He was brought in by Leicester, and he was a linchpin for them winning the league. He's bought by Chelsea. Again, linchpin for them winning the league. We're not going to win the league if we sign him. Let's put it there. But I'm, I'm just trying to highlight the importance of signing somebody in that defensive midfielder more. When Teoti first came, he was electric. He was excellent. We bought him on the cheap and he, and he fulfilled his potential for a couple of years and then once Kabai left, he, the, the partnership went and, he, and I don't think Teote was, I don't think mentally he was quite there. I think his body was 
um, losing it a bit anyway. So, but William Carvalho would be excellent. I've got him as a two-star likelihood to sign because I think he is expensive, but there's been a lot of talk in the papers, certainly the Chronicle. I've been running with a few stories about rumours of Carvalho wanting to come to, or Rafa certainly very, very keen on Carvalho. Whether he wants to come to Newcastle, I'm not sure. But he never made that big step, did he? Premier League-wise. He never made that big step to the big club. He might be thinking this is... Look, I know a lot of people don't like thinking of Newcastle as a stepping stone. I'm not suggesting that he would come to Newcastle per se as a stepping stone, but it would open up... It would put him on the Premier League shop window, if you like. Um, which, I guess, it does make as a stepping stone, but we, we've, we've, got to, we've got to come to terms with the fact that even if a player does use us as a stepping stone, it doesn't mean that they're not going to perform. It doesn't mean that we're not going to get everything out of them. And to be honest, that might be the only way we can get high-quality players like William Carvalho. It might be the only way, and we've just got to be resigned to that fact. Yes, we've got a massive fan base. We've got a world-class manager. Yes, we'll be able to supply Premier League wages. But there's bigger clubs out there, and that's without question. And we've got to prove ourselves in the Premier League first. So, yeah, I'd love to get him. And to be honest, I don't care how we get him, because I think he would be an absolutely superb signing. Next up on the list is James McCarthy. So McCarthy was a player that Rafa clearly is keen on. He tried to sign him in January, um, but we all know what happened in January and that we didn't bring either McCarthy or Townsend into the club. Everton at the minute are going through um, fluctuation, they're going through a big change. They're, um, they have a, an abundance of midfielders. I mean, in terms of defensive midfielders, you've got James McCarthy, Ireland International, then you've also got that Dyer, you've got Gareth Barry, you've got um, Besic. Um, I mean, that's just some of the other defensive midfielders that they play. Not even looking at the likes of Barkley, who might be moving on, Luckman, you know, there's a, they're, they've got Tom Davies as well. Huge competition. And I can see McCarthy probably wanting to move on. I've got him as a three-star rating because he's been really strongly linked. We know for a fact that Rafa's a big fan of him, but I think it'll all come down to how much Everton will be willing to sell him for. He's got a market value of 12.75, and he's still got three years remaining on that deal. So I don't think he'll be cheap, or as cheap as we would like him to be. I mean, I don't... Look, he didn't play many games last season. He's got a 7 point... So he's got a 6.57 rating. I think he's a canny operator. I don't think he's the level of Carvalho that we looked at before by any stretch. But I have got him as three-star because it's likely we're going to go back in for another bid given that we got turned down in January or we didn't offer enough. We're probably looking to have to go over 15 million. I can't see him as paying more than 20 million for, for James McCarthy. All respect to him, he's, he's, a, he's a decent operator in the Premier League. I think he would do a very unsung job. He'd work hard. Um, he's good at kind of clearances and, and interceptions, but is he that extra bit of class that, say, a Carvalho would be? No, but we might not be able to attract a Carvalho. So McCarthy, I think, would be a very good second option, um, provided the price was right. Is he better than what we have in Colback or another defensive midfielder role? 
I think he's probably just ahead of, of Hayden. I think Hayden's, again, got so much potential to give. Um, but I think Hayden would probably surpass him eventually. But for what we need right now, stability, fight, doggedness in that centre of the park, I think McCarthy would be a reasonable shout. Um, and I certainly wouldn't be disappointed to see him arrive at St James's Park. Next up on the list is a Chelsea midfielder, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Now this guy's got loads of talent. I'm quite a big admirer of him. He's very versatile as well. He can he can sit as a defensive midfielder. He can play in the centre as well. He can also play further forward as an attacking midfielder as well. So I've got him as a three-star. Probability of signing for us. Only on loan though. I don't think Chelsea will be willing to sell him at all. Um, he's homegrown as well. So Chelsea, with all the foreigners that they've got in the squad... Um, they won't be wanting to let too many, um, and it's certainly the talent of Loftus-Cheek as well that he's sort of shown. But I think what we can capitalise on is the fact that Conte will probably want him to get minutes out on loan, particularly in the Premier League. Newcastle could provide that. Um, I could see him I could see him sort of alternating with Hayden quite a lot. Um, we could probably play him further forward as well. He's only played... Um, he's only played 31 minutes in the Premier League this season, which is why his who scored rating is so low at 6.09. He's got a market value of 4.25 but and four years left on that deal. But again, I only see this as a loan signing. Um, we've been strongly linked in the papers with Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I could see this one happening, to be honest. I really could. I think he fits the mould. I think he'd be great for squad depth as well. You'd certainly get enough minutes to warrant us getting him on loan as well. And I think Chelsea will be happy with that. Fun, fun fact. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I only found this out when doing a bit of research for these videos. Ruben Loftus-Cheek is actually the half-brother of none other than Newcastle legend Carl Court. <laughs> Who knew? He's the half-brother of Carl Court. If, if there was no other reason that we signed him on loan this summer... It's that. It's the Carl Court link. Carl Court? <laughs> Let's get him in. Next up is one of Rafa's old boys, Lucas Lieva, a Brazilian midfielder um, from Liverpool. Um, he's available on free this season. Um, similarly to a player like Michael Carrick, who uh, might have been available, but he signed a one-year contract with Manchester United this week. Um... Lucas Leiva is a bit of an all-rounder, and actually he's a lot younger than I expected him to be. He's only 30. Um, I thought he was about 33, uh, to be honest. Um, there's rumours that he might have agreed to, link, uh, agreed to move to Galatasaray in Turkey already. Um, and by the time you watch this video, he might be well on the way to Turkey. Who knows? But he's a player that I think has been linked with us, again, because he's out of contract and because of the Rafa link as well. But he's a really good all-rounder. And again, what he would bring is leadership and um, experience and he would be able to teach um, a lot of the younger players, certainly Isaac Hayden, a lot if he were to come. I don't think he would expect to play every game as well. Um, so he would be a really good squad option. Again, it would be a really shrewd move on a free transfer. And it's just, I think we just need players with experience and leadership in the Premier League that can galvanise the dressing room. Um, I think we're going to have some tough days ahead next season and I think we need somebody when maybe some of the younger, more inexperienced players are 
perhaps losing their heads a bit. Somebody to maintain focus, stability, um, to assure the rest of the team. Um, words of wisdom. And I think he could be kind of, again, um, that kind of unofficial captain. Um, he's, he's, he's that kind of player, he's that kind of personality, and he'd be a real asset to, this, to, to the dressing room. If he's, even if he's not going to play every single minute, he would come on and do a job. Absolutely. I would look, I'd really love to see him in the squad. Maybe not as a first choice, but certainly in amongst it, um, he'd be a great addition. And I think, look, Rafa knows him better than most. We'll see what he says. I've got him as a one-star because these links to Turkey seem quite strong. And I think other players, um, sorry, other clubs will be, certainly be coming in for Lucas Leiva if he is available on a free and if he's, if he's looking around for, for clubs, which he is. So we'll see what happens there. Might not be the first choice, but if he did come in, great squad addition. Next up is a player that we've been linked with plenty of times before. Um, it's Fabian Delph from Man City. Now, it's never really happened um, for Delph at City. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of English talent that's gone to Man City and, and sort of fallen by the wayside. You think about um, Scott Sinclair, who's only just got his career back in track, back up in Scotland. You think about Jack Rodwell, who signed, and uh, he, I don't know, he just came out a completely broken player. He's a very came out very mediocre the other side. I think Delph's got, still got a lot to him. Um, he has only played 220 minutes this season, which would explain his 6.56 who scored rating. He's got a market value of 6.8 million, and he's still got remarkably still got three years left on that Man City deal. He's homegrown, so. It's quite, there's a question mark about whether Guardiola would want to keep him um, just to, to ensure that he's got enough um, homegrown players in his squad. But is he, is he good enough for them? Is he good enough for Newcastle? I mean, I wouldn't he's not a defensive midfielder. He's certainly not a number 10 in that attacking midfield centre role. So you'd probably look at him as a kind of backup to Shelby or an alternative option to Shelby in the centre of mid midfield. He's a dribbler. Um, he's a good passer as well. Um, so I think he would he would certainly bring something to the squad. He's quite he's quite an exciting player. But look, we I don't think anybody's seen a lot of him in the last couple of years. So it's the, 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 there's a there's a maybe a bit of a risk that he might not be the player he he was at Aston Villa. Um, would. Would he feel Newcastle was a big step down and his failure? How would his mentality be from moving away from um, Manchester City under Guardiola, regardless of how many games he was playing? It all depends on, on the man himself and if he wants to establish himself as a first-team regular Premier League player. Being homegrown, he would be great for our squad. Um, he's, he's, look, he's 27. He's going to be 28 in, in November. He's got to be looking at himself and thinking, am I going to be a bench player, a reserve player for the rest of of my career at City or do I want to move to a lesser club but still a reasonable Premier League outfit under a world-class manager and revive my career he might think he wants to do that we've got a two-star probability of him signing for Newcastle the rumours around him won't go away I think it'd be a great move for him and for, for everyone involved to be honest but I wouldn't want to pay too much more than 12 million for him I don't think he's played enough football to warrant anything more than that um, but he provides a really good option and not another alternative to John Joe Shelby. Next up is 
another Man City player, technically. It's um, Aaron Moy, who's been playing for Huddersfield this season. We've certainly been, been seeing plenty of him. He's managed four goals and seven assists in the Championship this season, which is a really good return. There's a few links being made by, by papers linking Moy to Newcastle. Um, he's had a really good season in the Championship. 7.08 um, on who scored. He arrived from Australia into Man City and they wanted to loan him out straight away to see what he could do. I think he's, I think he's proved himself. I think to to Man City, whether he's the, whether he's the quality that Pep Guardiola is looking for or not, remains to be seen. At time of recording, um, the Premier League playoff hasn't been played yet between Reading and Huddersfield. I think the result of that game will determine strongly. Whether he, I think if Huddersfield are promoted, I think he'll probably it's likely he'll either stay on, on loan at Huddersfield or move permanently. I think if Reading go up, there might be a question mark about him staying at Huddersfield. He might look for a Premier League move anyway. So big question marks there. By the time you're watching or listening to this, um, you might already know the result of the Premier League playoff. So forgive me. Um, <laughs> for the, for not being able to see it in the future but I can only do so much in my research guys time's linear, now I can do about it I've got him as a one star simply because um, that playoff hasn't been played yet and also I think there's better options in the centre midfield I think he's, he's done canny in the, in the championship but the Premier League, he's unproven in the Premier League I'd like to think any targets we go for or at least proven in the top flight, top flight of, of one of the top leagues in Europe, at least if not the Premier League. So we'll see. I've got a one-star rate, and I don't think it's going to happen. He's got a market value of, of, of under a million, which is quite surprising. So he'd probably be available for quite cheap, but he certainly, certainly will not be a first choice for Rafa Benitez. Next up on the list of midfield transfer links is Leganes's Brazilian midfielder, Gabriel Perez. Now, Rafa is reportedly a big fan of, of Perez. He's a left-footed uh, centre midfielder. He's managed five goals and two assists this season. He's great from set plays. Uh, you might have seen a couple of his goals on YouTube or Twitter. He's got a who score rating for the season of 6.93, which is really good, I think. Um, question marks about him... Um, is that looking a bit more deeper into stats? Is that his 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 passing isn't the best, certainly for a defense for a midfielder. His his stats seem to suggest he's only got a sixty seven percent success rate in passing, um, which is odd uh, that Rafa would be such a big fan. Um, he obviously thinks uh, that he he could bring something. Um, I've got him as a three star probability assigned for us, given how strong the links have been in the media. Um, they'll know. Um, a lot more than all of us mere mortal fans but again with early paper talk you never know what's going to happen you never know how the summer's going to transpire is he even interested in coming to the Premier League um, will he be good enough is Rafa even a fan um, from what I've seen um, he scored a, he scored a spectacular goal against Real Madrid could he adapt to the Premier League I'm not so sure I'm not so hot about this um, transfer link Despite it being a three-star um, likelihood of signing, um, I think if Rafa likes him, he's probably going to go for him and sign him. We could probably get him for about six or seven million pounds release clause, from what 
I've been reading, despite only having a market value of 2.13 million. If we could get him for, on the cheap for about as much as we got Christian Atsu, then great. I think it's, it, it bolsters the squad a bit. Um, I don't mind some more foreigners coming into the squad because we're quite healthy as far as homegrown status is concerned. We've got a lot of homegrown talent um, and players in the squad already. So we can afford to buy a couple of foreigners if we want to. Strongly linked. I don't know much about him. Um, I don't know if anyone else has, uh, has seen much of him in, uh, in Spain. We'll see what happens, but the whispers at the minute suggest that this one might well happen. And at the price, you probably couldn't say fairer than that. Next up on the list is a bit of a fanciful one from my <laughs> from my perspective, I must admit. It's Ajax's Davy Klaassen. Um, look, I've got him as a one star. I really, really don't think it's going to happen, but he's a player that I really like. And 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 to be honest, he's, he's the kind of player um, that we would usually traditionally have been linked with in the Premier League. Um, we've, 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 we've bought a lot from the Dutch leagues um look at Wijnaldum we managed to lure him Klaassen has just lost the Europa League final to Manchester United um but he's, he's a captain he's still really young as much as that's a really really young team he's one of the more senior um veterans if you like um at age 24 he's a Dutch international and he's very versatile as well he can play defensive Midfield, he can play in the centre and he can play just behind the striker as well um, in that number 10 role. Now, he's had an absolutely amazing season. He scored 16 goals, got 10 assists um, for Ajax this season, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, his who scored rating, as you can see, is only 6.74. But again, that's because who scored don't record um, the Dutch league statistics. So... Um, it's slightly uh, a warped. Um, he's, he's given that he's got 16 goals, 10 assists. You can probably bet it's over seven. Um, his market value is 12.75. He's still got two years left on his deal. If he was to leave Ajax, I would suspect that he's got his he's got his sights set on maybe a a, a top um, European side. Maybe to a, an Inter Milan. Milan um, might work for him. Um, even to another Premier League side. But I've got him in there just because, you know, we, we've we've signed players from Ajax before. We've It's a player that we would usually kind of go for had we been an established Premier League team. But you never know. You never know with Rafa. We don't know the pull of Rafa. We don't know the pull of... Premier League wages, particularly with new TV deal. Klaassen might fancy a move. Newcastle might be the only team willing to put a bid in for him. Now, there's not been many rumours about Klaassen coming to Newcastle. This is more me being speculative. Massively speculative. I appreciate it's never going to happen. But you just don't know. And I think it's worth sticking on the list because that's the kind of player, the ambition that we need to be showing in the Premier League if we were to attract somebody like Klaassen somehow, if we manage to get him, then it, other players around Europe would look at that and think, ah, oh, he's going there. He's going to Newcastle under Rafa Benitez. That sounds pretty exciting. Maybe I want a, I want a piece of that too. So he could he could open the door to a lot. But it's a one-star rating. It's unlikely to ever happen. If we were to buy him, we're probably looking at about 25, 30 million. He would be a fair chunk of the budget. But we're more than likely to get somebody 
like sand clickers. <laughs> okay, next up is one of the most talked about transfer rumours for Newcastle so far in very early uh, close season. It's Fulham's Tom Kearney. Now, Tom Kearney, as you all know, had an absolutely wonderful season for Fulham. Um, he's a lot older than a lot of people expected. He's 26. Um, but he, he did get 7.37 um, on who scored his average rating. Absolutely exceptional. He managed 13 goals, 10 assists for Fulham in the league, um, including a pretty special goal against us at St James's Park. Um, which was pretty annoying, but I think um, made Rafa think. Well, if he's going to do that against us, I'd rather him. I'd rather have him in my side uh, than against. Fulham didn't make it to the playoff final, so I would strongly suggest that Kearney's really going to be looking to move off the back of such of, of the best season of his career. Really, um, he's he's had a he's been around a bit. And never fully made it in the Premier League. And I think now is his best chance using the platform of this season um, with the goal contribution that he's that he's been a part of to make that Premier League move. Now, Rafa's known to be an admirer of him. Um, I've, that's why I've got a three-star probability of him signing. Um, I like the look of him. I think he's got really good technique. I think he could um, pull strings. And that's somebody that we need in that number 10 role. Um, you definitely pull strings. There were suggestions that they would be asking for about £20 million for him. I'm not sure that Fulham could command that much. He's got, he's only got two years left on his deal. He's got a market value of £5.95 million. I think it would be more realistic that we'd be looking about between 12 and 15 Probably closer to 12 13 for him. Um, I think it'd be a great addition. Again, homegrown. It's always good. He's probably not my first choice for that number 10 attacking playmaking role, despite his very good season. Um, but I think he'd be a very good addition. I wouldn't. The, the, the risk is can he do it in the Premier League? Can he make the step up? I guess nobody will know until he moves. Um, but if Rafa Benitez has seen enough of him to think he can do it at a higher level, to, that he can do it in the Premier League, I can see him as kind of a. Maybe reminds me a bit of a of a Snodgrass. Um, maybe Snodgrass is a bit more bulky and uh, stronger, but in terms of that technique, um, having that ability to you know set plays, long shots, that kind of player. Where Snodgrass is hitting thirty about now, we've still got a few years left of Tom Kearney. I think he would be a reasonable shout in the Premier League. Would be a good addition. Not my first choice. He's probably about my second choice for that number ten, um, given the 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 transfer links that we've seen so far in the summer. Um, but my favourite's coming up next. So my favourite, in fact, that this is my favourite transfer target. Full stop. Whether we're talking defenders, goalkeepers, midfielders, or attackers, Gilfie Sigurdsson. I think we should be doing everything we can to break the bank for him. I honestly, I honestly do. He turns 28 in August, or sorry, September. He's got 7.23 rating last season and a side that nearly, very, very nearly got relegated. If it wasn't for Paul Clement coming in and turning things around there, I, I mean, I, there was a time where I thought, I thought, and I think a lot of people thought Swansea were down. Sigurdsson is, is everything we need in a number 10. 
He's, he's, he's everything. He's got it all. Set plays, corners. He can score. He's got nine goals this season in the Premier League. 13 assists. Nine goals in the Premier League. Now, Sigurdsson has potentially been linked to... He's been linked to the likes of Everton. Now, I think he would only go to Everton if Barkley was to leave. So, the Sigurdsson thing might drag on all summer. He's stated that he doesn't necessarily want to leave Swansea. It's only if he's sort of pushed out. I don't think it's as easy as that. I think if a bigger com club comes calling, and I do consider Newcastle a bigger club than Swansea in terms of infrastructure, setup, history, the lot, I think he would jump at the chance of working with Rafa Benitez. And this is his last chance, to be honest. He's going to be 28 pretty much as the season opens. It's his last kind of big move. I don't think he'll be wanting to spend it at Swansea. I think there'll be sentimental value there, sure, but I don't think Swansea are going to be as ambitious as Newcastle are going to be or other clubs coming in. If Everton come in for him, I think that's going to be difficult for Rafa to, to contend with given Koeman, they're more established, they're going places, new money. So... On the strength of that, it's a, I've put Sigurdsson as a two-star likelihood to sign. He's my absolute favourite player that's on the list across, across <laughs> any position. I absolutely love him. I think he'd be incredible for Newcastle and, and, and exactly what we would need to feed a Dwight Gale, for example. Um, he would be able to pull the strings like no other. So I think he's a, certainly a step up on Kearney, no question, because he's proven, uh, the Icelandic international's proven in the Premier League, Goal contribution is amazing. He's an all-rounder. So we'll see. I think it's worth paying. What is it going to be? Forty million? If it is, it's still worth it. It's it's still worth buying him for thirty, thirty-five. I, I honestly believe it is. He's he's that good. Um, I don't know what you guys think of him. I don't know if you guys would prefer Kearney or Sigurdsson for that number ten role. I'd, I'd love to hear. Um, but yeah. So in terms of Centre midfield options, both an attacking midfielder behind a front striker, Dwight Gale. Centre midfield, where you're looking at sort of a, a Shelby alternate. Or defensive midfielder, where you've got maybe an established player coming in instead of a callback. Or, Anita's obviously gone as well now. Um, but someone to challenge Hayden, someone to bring Hayden on as well. Um, I think that's a pretty reasonable list there of, 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 of players who... Rafa could turn to in this summer market. Again, we're, we're more than likely to see many more added to that list as the months progress, as the weeks go on. But I know Rafa's probably quite keen to get a lot of his business done very early. There's no summer tournament to distract anybody this season, so expect Benitez to be making moves in the next couple of weeks. No question. We've already got Christian Atu, um Signed permanently, which I think is a really shrewd canny deal for 6.23 million. But I think the key positions here are that number 10 attacking midfielder role and the defensive midfielder role as well. Absolutely crucial. We need to spend big bucks on those if we have any chance of being ambitious this season in the Premier League to not only survive, but to make a dent on the league, be looking to aim towards top half probably just settling for around uh, 13th, 12th. I think that would be more than reasonable um, and provide a good platform for us pushing on the season after um, with a bit of luck. So, we've also got 
the defender the defenders transfer link videos out um, which I'll put the link in the bio below this video um, and the attackers as well so the attackers will be wingers and strikers and forwards so check those out please share again subscribe on YouTube if you listen to this on iTunes or SoundCloud make sure you subscribe and share as well we're on Twitter we're on Facebook as the two network so please check us out there um, and we'll be keeping up to date I'm not going to profess to be in the know um, all of this all, all the lists I've made largely from um, what I've seen on social media what I've seen from local papers and national papers as well and then a couple of my own suggestions thrown in for good measure um, who I think we should be going for so I don't profess to know anything I might be completely wrong by the time you'll be watching this video uh, we might have signed three players completely different um, but that's that's how unpredictable uh, the transfer summer window could be that rumour mill slash gossip barn is in full flow um, and we'll see it's really exciting times to be a Newcastle fan um, hope you've enjoyed watching hope you've enjoyed listening as well um, please tell your friends about us because um, there'll be more and more videos coming soon across summer as well check out the defenders and the attackers uh, videos as well um, get your comments below who should we be signing in the centre midfield whether it's attacking or defensive or right in the centre please tell us with your suggestions who you think out of the list that I've mentioned there we will be getting what are your uh, one to three star probability ratings great thanks very much hope you've enjoyed I've been Adam from the Toon Network and I'll see you very soon cheers bye see bye